Crazy. Wild. (laughs) Burn it all to the ground. I don't understand. Hey guys, welcome back. Hi guys, missed you. Oh, sorry, Maggie, you were about to talk. I forgot that this is like a two-person show. It's fine. Everything's (laughs) fine. No big deal. No, it's fine. It really is fine. Oh, so anyway, welcome back. We're here. Look at us every week. Look at us. We are so consistent, reliable. Who says that ADHDers can't do task completion, planning, prioritizing? Like, look at us doing all the things, all the executive functions. All of them. We're like so good at it. Wow. Wow. We do it it all the time. Literally every day, all day. At least every week. (laughs) Like minimum of every month. For sure. Every month. At least once a year. (laughs) At least once a year, we've gotten it done. Like, we're so good. So good. Yeah. So what are we talking about this week? You want to tell everyone? We are talking about sales, sales calls, why you feel like you're talking to a used car salesman when you're being sold to and how, like, not to do that, but, like... The beginnings of how not to do that because there's so much to sales and sales can be fun and you don't have to feel like you're talking to your dirty Uncle Dan when you're doing sales calls. Oh my God. How do you know I have an Uncle Dan? Do you actually? Yeah, I do. (laughs) I have no idea. (laughs) But he's, I wouldn't call him dirty. Okay. He's a, he's a retired um, police sergeant. So he's not a car salesman. No, he was the canine cop for his unit. <gasps> he had a good boy or good girl with him? He did. He had multiple good boys because he was a canine oh. cop for long. You know, dogs die. Womp womp. Oh. End of podcast. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. But, but on another note, Maggie told me that the dogs that are at the border sniffing out drugs are actually rescued from the Humane Society. And I think that that needs to be celebrated. It does. I learned that on To Catch a Smuggler, which is an amazing show. I strongly recommend watching it. Well, it's, now I have to watch that. It's so good. It's all about um, what goes on at our borders and catching drug smugglers, animal smugglers, which is something I didn't even know I needed to be mad about, but here I, I am. I didn't know that either. And also food smugglers, which is also something. Food smuggling, so, not something I actually care about, turns out. Yeah. <laughs> turns out, I don't Breaking care. news. <laughs> Breaking news doesn't affect anybody. Don't know why we care about it and pretend like it's a big deal, but whatever. What what streaming service does one find this show on? I think it's on Hulu. What's it called sure again? To Catch a Smuggler. To Catch a Smuggler. Yeah. Watch it for the dogs. Okay, got it. Yeah. Watch it for the dogs. They talk about the dogs a lot. And there's also, they also like catch people who are trying to bring in underage puppies. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. It's like a thing. There's a couple seasons. <sighs> I really like it. We're going to have to get off of this rabbit hole because I can talk about dogs all day long. So right. we're going to have to do that more like after we're done recording because now I won't be able to stop thinking about it. 
Oh my god, it's so good. So I love good. that show. I okay, love that. sales, sales. <laughs> We're back to sales. <laughs> I'm trying to sell you on to catch a smuggler. Like I'm you sold. This? I am sold. Oh my gosh, and it's so so. They also. Oh, let me tell you a little bit more though. Okay. I'm then here. they also do. They also do like counterfeit items, which I, again I don't care about. But they check for things that are like um, artifacts that shouldn't be coming in. Really? Like stolen artifacts. Like things that should be in a museum. No way. But let me tell you this. So like if you order from like say Shein or something like that, right? Uh-huh. And they're like sending a giant box of clothes and it turns out it's not safe for whatever reason. Okay. That was, that name drop was wrong. Like that's not a brand that does this kind of stuff, but like say you're ordering from overseas and it's a bad clothing line. Mm-hmm. They will confiscate like if it, has stuff that's not approved skin safe for people or things like that but like say they open the the box and it's actually stuff that's fine mm-hmm. and they ruin stuff in the process there's no accountability really yeah there's like no you have to watch the show it's mind-boggling and like if they take apart your car looking for drugs but there's like nothing and they take off your fender they're just like here's your fender that doesn't you have to watch the show this show is mind-boggling like i'm equal parts like enamored with it because Uh it's like oh my god look at all these drugs they pulled from like underneath a car that i never even thought could do something there Uh uh-huh and i'm also infuriated when they hold people for like hours and hours because they're so sure they have something on them and they don't so i'm I I have to watch like I I I have to watch it like I can't not watch it because I'm I'm just so fascinated by all of it. Well, now I'm gonna have to not continue to watch Selling Sunset, and I'm gonna have to watch. I haven't watched that. the current season. How is it? <gasps> it's. I feel like it's kind of slow, but I'm on episode two. Okay, I haven't watched the current season because I watched Celebrity Family Feud when that they were on and what i need to watch this too yeah so i watched that and they're just so stupid that i couldn't i was like i can't watch this current season i'm not ready yeah <laughs> I was like i was like yeah. my heart is not ready for this current season yeah yeah so i have to yeah. be like in a mood for that I have I'm not in a mood mood. yet. No, I have two moods, which is one hardcore business strategizing and two reality TV. There is no middle ground. I have Mm -hmm. actually started to call Netflixing my hobby because I was sick of people asking what my hobby is. And now I am a um, I'm a professional Netflix consumer and I study uh, body language and people from Netflix. And that is my hobby. And I refuse to get another one. My hobby is plants. And then second to that is consuming garbage TV. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Like my hobby is so much consuming garbage TV that I actually made friends with a reality TV star. Or I don't know if I would call her a star, but one of the cast of one of the shows. Seriously? Yes. And like we're, we're friends. Like we video chat. We text all the time. Who is this person? She was on season six, I want to say, of Below Deck. I think it was season six. No way. Her name's Caroline. 
And yeah, so she's one of my friends. And like, I literally messaged her after I watched her season. And I was like, I didn't like how you were treated. And I just want you to know that I didn't like how you were treated. I don't actually know you, but I want you to know that. And she was like, I really like you. And I like everything about you. Let's be friends. And I was like, thanks. So now we're friends. And we've and been friends for like how... a year or two. Year? A year, maybe. That's amazing. And this is how neurodivergence make friends. Yeah. Like, it's literally, like, we just break the She has ADHD norms. as well, by the way. Uh, and that's why she connected with you sending a message like that. Because, like, that is probably, is would the neurotypicals see that as, like, breaking social norms? I have no idea. They'd probably think it was pathetic. But I didn't. Like, yeah. everything I saw about her on the show, I was like, you are being mistreated. You are being abused on the show. Yeah. Like, she went up to people after, like, spats and was like, hey, I just wanted to apologize for my part in the spat. And they were like, okay, weirdo. And I was just like, no. Like, that is so wrong. That is and so wrong. And she was so rude to her on the show. And she was so mistreated on the show. And after, like, after she left, she left after, like, five or six episodes. And I sent her a message on Instagram and I was just like, you were so mistreated on this show. Like, I just, I just want you to know, like, I know part of it's editing, but there's a lot that I could clearly see was just people being rude to her. And I was like, I just want you to know, like, I think this was really fucked up. And she was like, I love everything about this. Let's be friends. And now she's friends with me and Sean, my husband. And yeah, she like will video chat when I'm sitting on the couch and we'll just chat on the phone and she'll talk to us. And That's fantastic. And like when we video chat, we video chat for like an hour and a half, two hours. She's, That's fantastic. Oh, yeah. And yeah. And one of the things that came up at one point was that she is ADHD as well. And I was like, that makes so much sense. Yeah. Yep. And she also had narcissist parents like me. Isn't that funny uh, how we all find each other? Yeah. <laughs> it's like there's there's a certain bond there. But yeah, now yeah. we have a 10-minute intro, so. We do. Enjoy, everybody. You're welcome. Yeah, last week was really short, so like this week is long. You just never know what you're going to get, and I'm not apologizing for it. Last week was 30 minutes, and so was the week before. No, the intro. We were like, oh, hi, yeah. we're here, and then we started. Well, that's because we had a lot to say. We did. You know how it is. I do. <laughs> but this week, it's like, let's talk about trash TV for 10 minutes. Yeah. But actually, let's talk about how that all tied into sales, because you sold me on that show that I did not know about, literally because you found my interest in mm -hmm. dogs, and then you brought the, the, the service, which is that show, and then showed me why I need it based off of my interest in dogs. Is that really any different than sales? No, I, I tend to sell people on shit all the time, whether or not it has to do with me. Right. That's what we all do. You, you, you being the ubiquitous you, we all are selling all the time, whether or not we realize it. So but then if we when just... we get to our own business, we're like, mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't like selling. It's, it's like, like, bitch, you've been selling all day long. I was about to say, bitch, the fuck you do. <laughs> like, you sell all day. 
to everything. Like when you recommend, you know, your new favorite pair of shorts or whatever, which is actually something going on in one of my like girls group chats, because we're all talking about our favorite shorts so that we can figure out what the hell we're going to wear this spring and summer. Right. You're selling me on them. So how is it different? It's totally not. And also going into selling your thing with that enthusiasm, is that a yay or a nay? Because I obviously am very passionate about what I do. You're very passionate about what you do. Should someone go in with that much enthusiasm? Like you just said, talking about the show with the dogs. Well, selling is service. So if you believe that you are doing a a disservice by not selling with that kind of enthusiasm, if you believe you're doing a disservice, Mm -hmm. then you should be selling with that much enthusiasm. Now, that being said, you have to do it correctly. Because like, if (laughs) you're like, you don't say, tell me more. (laughs) Oh my God. What a wild concept. There's a strategy. You're like, so you're saying (laughs) that everything is well thought out. That is wild. Wild. Wild, I tell you. So imagine, if you will, that instead of me talking, meeting you the way I did, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which we talked about in like episode one, if anybody wants to hear it. But if I instead just sent you a DM unsolicited and was like, hey, Jamie, I saw you have ADHD and you're building a business. I know how to do that. And I have ADHD. Let's work together. Here are my rates. Ew. Right. You'd be like, cool, because I've never talked to you before. So what the hell are you doing? Right. No, like, no, no. And not only that, I wouldn't, I I would have to start it with, Hey girl, because that's how you send those DMS. You always, Oh yeah. It's always want to start them with, Hey girl, exclamation point, maybe two. Yeah. So that's business advice straight from me to you. Yeah. When you send unsolicited cold DMS, make sure you start them with, Hey girl, never use their name so that they know for sure you copied and pasted. It'll make them feel really special. Yeah, it makes them feel loved and seen. Yeah, like always. Like they're totally not overlooked, like they have been their entire life. Yeah, but do, yeah. do that. Do that. Do, and do then that. the next one should definitely be a link. That's a hundred percent. Don't even wait for them to reply. Don't don't Same. wait. That shows you care too much. Right. Right. <laughs> You don't want to wait for feedback or any kind of like, don't do it. Just send them a link to buy and then don't ever talk to them again. Just like for sure. Don't for sure. Don't as the service provider. Yeah. People like that. Absolutely. I, you know what, you know, they really like, um, I have one person in my DMS that literally will not stop. She literally has copied and pasted the same damn message four times. Uh Uh-huh. And then my favorite is if you don't reply, uh-huh. they then will send a message that says, following up on this, following up on what? Your shitty sales message? Right. Right. What are you following up on? Your like, inability to close a sale? What yeah. are we following up on here? Right. 
so yeah 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 that's um that's cool so like don't do that don't do that don't that was that was sarcasm if it feels like like the multi-level marketing dm that you got from your cousin's sister's mom like just don't send that message maybe yeah if it feels like someone is trying to sell you it works then that's um that's not what you wanna that's not that is not your brand that's not a brand and i don't even know your brand i just know that that's not it do you do we want to talk about the time that i got um that I totally signed on to be an ItWorks distributor and then felt bad about canceling. So it paid for the product for like months when I didn't have money because I was trying so hard to make money and then like realized that that's, you know, not my thing. LOL. ItWorks is nobody's thing. It's truly not. Yeah. So ItWorks, LuLaRoe, anything that feels like that, is not it's not the vibe that's not what you're going for no so so then the question comes up is it actually okay to sell in dms yes it is but not unsolicited but not unsolicited do not do not uns, do not send unsolicited dms nobody likes that nobody wants that for you or for others like when you send a DM, that's your reputation, right? That's your name attached to that DM. Mm-hmm. That is your face. That is your business. That is your reputation. And when I get shitty DMs, like, and I don't mean shitty like someone sending me a DM calling me names. I mean, like, poorly written or poorly strategized. I share them with people and we mock and I don't mock us. Mock is a strong word. Mock is a strong word. You just, it's just like, Oh, look, this is what you should maybe should not do. That's it. That's it. So we use it as an example of what not to do. Cause mock sounds like I'm like, ha ha ha. Look at this guy and his bad DM. No, it's not that it's more like, Hey, this is, this is exactly what I want you not to do. It's more like I use it as an example. Yes. And I don't block out the names when I'm talking to friends. When I'm talking to a big group, I block out the person's name because I'm not trying to shame them. No. But it hurts that person's reputation, at least within my friend circle, because I'm not going to block out their name with my friends. Right. When you talk to your friends about like people that, you know, you're if you're dating somebody or if you had a bad experience at the store, you don't go, I don't really want to tell you what store. No, that's not how it is when you talk to friends. It's like, no, I'll fucking tell you Brad is at the 7-Eleven and he's a motherfucker. Right. Be like, I had a really bad experience and I can't tell you where. Okay. Then why are we talking right now? Right. So, of course, I'm going to share the names with my friends. Now... My friends are largely entrepreneurs, so they know that if so-and-so DMs them, even if they've, you know, finessed their script, isn't this the guy who sent you that really weird, pathetic DM? Yes, it is. So you're, going, you're really ruining your own reputation. 
Now, here's what you do if. okay, so let's assume you as the listener have already done this. I have. I'm going to be straight fucking forward. Like I told Maggie after she taught me how to do sales. I'm like, Maggie, I did. I did the thing that that's really a big no, no. Um, I don't. And now I don't know how to undo the thing. And she (laughs) literally told me, like, go back and say, hey, I'm embarrassed for my from my first message. I have learned a lot about business since then. Total new business owner mistake. I was excited to connect with people and leave it. And then if they choose to respond, they do. And I haven't gone back and done that yet to those people because I have ADHD and it feels like a lot of work, but I will. Yeah. And that's all you need to do. So like, if you've made that mistake, that's mistakes happen. And if you didn't, if you didn't know, you didn't know. Right. Right. Like you could only work from the knowledge that you currently have in the moment. So if you were like, what's up? I've sent all kinds of Hey Girl messages. Oh, I didn't say Hey Girl. I just want to say I did use their first name. So I go. did have that on my side and the rest was copy and pasted. <laughs> hey, <laughs> at least use their name. That's a pretty big deal. So it, like if you if you did, though, then just send them a genuine heartfelt like, listen, I didn't know. I didn't I know. Up. And I apologize for my hey girl messages. And then just leave it sit and never speak to them again if that's how it is, how it ends up. But at least you know and they know that it was a genuine learning experience for you. Because that's all business needs to be is a genuine experience. You can make mistakes in business. Like to sit here... Maggie's not going to sit here and tell you that she's never made mistakes. Well, I'm not going to tell you that. I, no, I will I'm, never tell you that. I will never tell you that. I made, I made a, I made what I'm going to call a big mistake recently. And Maggie and I had a whole coaching call about it because I made a decision. I looked back and, you know, being an ADHD or I didn't process the situation fully before I made the decision and spoke to my client. And I realized, Ooh, this doesn't like, this doesn't, feel good. And now I don't know how to undo it. And it's literally like, Hey, send them a message. I'm new at this. Like, and this didn't sell, sit well with me. And now I have a different perspective and a different decision. And guess what? Then they stayed on as a client. Yeah. You literally own your shit. And that comes to sales. It comes to every step in the, the business ownership process and every step in the client experience process own your shit. You make a mistake. I make a mistake. I will literally go to people and be like, I've made a mistake. Uh, I'm sorry. I done. How can I, how can we go from here? Like this is the resolution I think is great. What do you think? Like, let me know your thoughts because if you have a resolution you think is better, perhaps it is share it with me. And just the act of saying, hey, I messed up. Like, I realized this wasn't right. I made a mistake. Whoops. I personally have never received a message back like that from my hey girl people. And it would have been very powerful. That in itself would probably make me want whatever they're selling to say, hey, I screwed up. Because that just shows you're a human being that's willing to say I made a mistake. That would make me want to get to know someone at the very least, but right. At least to like be Facebook friends with them and, and watch what they're doing. 
Right. Because I would want to see what's going on in your growth experience. Like you're clearly growing as an entrepreneur and I want to be a part of your growth experience. If I don't buy your product, I might later. Right. I I at least want to watch you. You're definitely an entrepreneur to watch at that point. Right. So that leads to the question, if you don't want to sell in the DMs, right? You're just like, no, the idea of DMing somebody and having to interact with them online makes me want to die. What do I do? You book calls with them. And I get calls booked with me. I have two this week that they're people I've never spoken to before. Like I have two calls this week of people I've never spoken to. And that is another option for people. You just have a link, you put it out there, and it gets shared around, or they see it on your page, they like what you're doing, and they just book calls. You don't have to do anything more than that, except show up and be authentic, and people will book with you. Then, if you want to talk about like heavy lifting of sales, it happens on a call. What do you do at that point? Well, all you have to do is ask questions. Sales isn't the customer's job. It's it's your job, but you shouldn't be talking. You should ask a question and then be quiet. And let the customer speak, tell you whatever the answer is to the question. And during that process, you need to watch them. And this is where neurodivergent people, especially ADHD and autism folks, have a hard time. You need to watch them to see how they react as they answer questions. Because things will come up, and it's just like things that come up in conversation. So you can use this, you can practice everything I'm talking about, just having conversations with people. When you ask a question like, oh, and how is this working for you? And what would you change? Like, And this is for any service that you would offer, right? This doesn't have to be coaching. This doesn't have to be something to that nature. This can literally be, you know, design work. This is for any service. And when they react, you want to listen for things like nervous laughter. You want to listen for sighs. And then you want to look for their facial cues. If you are autistic, if you are ADHD, these cues can be harder to read. But there is a cheat sheet for this or a resource for this. And I recently shared it with Jamie. She's in love with it. I love it. It's so much fun. It's awesome. There's a book, there's a website, there's so many great things. It's, um, her name is Vanessa Van Edwards. The book is called Captivate. Her website is scienceofpeople.com. And she breaks down people's expressions for you. It's amazing. She also has a full-on course. Is it called People School? It's called People School. Okay. And she has another one coming soon called Micro Expressions. That's another course that's coming up. 
and it'll break down like when somebody furrows their brow what does that mean but it's it's deeper than that but you'll still have a breakdown of like when someone furrows their brown it and it's a micro expression that just means they don't like it they don't like what they're talking about they don't like what they just heard they don't like something like it's it's really like a cheat sheet for people who don't read these things naturally yes and it when you're asking questions during a sales call and you're reading these cues it's so much more valuable than just what they're saying. It's so telling and you can practice the skill while you're watching TV. You can practice it with family. I have been doing both. It's been very fun practicing with family because you know when you've struck a nerve, but they're trying not to show that they, because these cues are like milliseconds. And if you're not Mm -hmm. looking for it, you will totally miss it. And if you, if you're autistic, you already aren't looking for it because that's not how your brain works. But being autistic, you automatically look for patterns. So once you realize, hey, this is a pattern I'm looking for, then your brain kicks into recognition mode. And you can all of a sudden see things immediately and you will become better at sales. So your neurodivergence will actually help you with sales. It's a huge, it's a huge benefit. Huge advantage. Huge advantage. Um, Can we talk about how sliding into someone's DMs feels icky. Okay. So Maggie told me this amazing analogy that it, once she told me it stuck and it made sense and it made all the sales training make even more sense. Sliding into someone's DMs and asking them to buy from you is like going on a Tinder date and then asking them to marry you. Yes. So that's a relationship you have to cultivate. And there's a reason why it feels so icky. So just the same way that you wouldn't try to convince someone to date you, you're not going to try to convince somebody to buy your product or your service. I personally don't convince. And I tell all of my clients not to convince. You have a massive value. And you need to convey that value, yes. But if somebody doesn't understand your value... You don't go into convincing energy because when you go into convincing energy, the other party goes into resistance and nobody buys from resistance. Like think about it if you went to go buy a car, right? And you show up and you're like, I really like, I like this car. Can you tell me a little bit about it? And the guy starts saying, oh, I really like this, this, and this. And he starts like, really trying to sell you on the features he likes, not the features that you would like. He didn't ask any questions, right? He didn't say, oh, well, how big is your family? What would you use this car for? He didn't ask you anything. So he just went into what he likes. He's trying to convince you that this is the car for you without knowing anything about you. You're automatically in resistance because you wanted to know more about things like what's the gas mileage. And he's telling you, hey, there's a DVD player in the back seat. And you're like, the fuck do I care about the DVD player in the backseat? I'm the driver. 
don't have any kids. You didn't ask. Right. Like, and you're automatically in resistance. Well, now, now, even though you want that car, you don't want it from this guy. No, no. Like I, so you can't buy from resistance. It's not something, it's not something that any of us are programmed into doing. So you'll go buy it from someone else, somewhere else. So that's why it's so important to cultivate that relationship and ask questions. There is just so much about sales and you probably should just go book a sales training with Maggie right now because we are not even skimming the surface. There's so much. Not even skimming the surface. There's just, it's just like, I don't even see the surface. There's just so, there's so much. There is so much, so much, so much. Yeah. And it's, and like I said before, you can absolutely sell in DMs. You can absolutely start the conversation in DMs. You can start a conversation in DMs and then move it to calls. You can do all those things. But I, the, the important thing is not to start having a conversation in DMs and then be like, cool, here's the link after like two dms no no unless no. the person dms you and is like hey can i have the link then you be, don't be like we have to get on a call first maggie said no if someone dms you and asks for the link be like here's the link please just go do as you will that literally just happened to me the second before we started recording the podcast i'm like i should probably respond to this message of this woman wanting my coaching program link yeah you absolutely just send the last one. <laughs> After she asked you, for it, she slid into my DMs. I told her she's welcome to hang out there, and she chose to hang out there and then asked me for my link. <laughs> so yeah. then I gave it to her. <laughs> if somebody's like, hey, can I get that link? You're, the answer is always yes. Yes. It is never yes. like, let me ask you 30 questions. Um, Let me just like at, fill out this application with your references and then we'll talk about it. Like, no, thank you. Now, no, that's, the that's true if you're if you're doing a mastermind or you're cultivating a very or if you only have limited openings, then, yeah, you got to do that. But like yes. when you're doing when you're starting out or when you're doing like you kind of know you have your people. Yes. Like your people are DMing you, you know, it's good. Mm -hmm. Here's the link. Or if it's like a product that they just buy and kind of go away. Right. There's no reason for a call if it's a product. So, yeah. Then who cares who buys the product if it's something like that? It has been 34 minutes. Are we going to get into what to do if you have social anxiety around calls? Or are we going to save that for another episode? We can save that for next week. Let's do that. That sounds like fun. Oh my gosh. So next week we're going to do social anxiety. Uh, yay. Sales calls. Yay. Social anxiety. Ooh, ooh. Good chance you've got it. We do. <laughs> There's a very good chance you have it. And you most likely have it because you were undiagnosed for so long and everyone made you feel bad. Yep. Rejection t- sensitivity dysphoria kicking in. Oh, don't worry. We all have it. Yeah, it's well, fine. Us, You're with friends. Us. You're with friends here. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything bad. We promise. No, no. you're you're on brand. This is what right. I tell people. And when they say like, oh my God, I forgot. Because they'll show up late to calls. I'm like, you're so on brand. Like, I'm so happy you're here. Right. <laughs> like, either you're 15 minutes early or you're late. 
Yes. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Like we the only reason either. I'm ever on time for things is because of my timers. Literally. That's like, it. It's fine. Yeah. Like we get it. Yes. All right. So that's this week. Now, like I said, this barely scratches the surface. So next week we'll go into the social anxiety and we'll talk a little more sales in general. Also, what's the name of that show again? Because I have ADHD. To Catch a Smuggler. To Catch a Smuggler. Okay, thank you. It's on (laughs) National Geographic is actually where it is. So like if you were to watch it live, but it's not on Disney Plus, which is where you would think it would be because it's a National Geographic show. Right. It's on Hulu. Crazy. Wild. (laughs) Burn it all to the ground. I don't understand. Like, so yeah, that's, that's the show. I recommend it because you get equal parts incensed by the government and incensed by the smugglers. So there's just so much righteous indignation. It's fantastic. I'm so excited to get off of business talk and go back to trash TV because I need that balance in my life. You do. You need the balance. I finished all my plant care for the day. So <gasps> I'm feeling I'm pretty proud good about of you. that. That's Same. a big deal. You're welcome. <laughs> it is. I had 15 notifications on my plant care app that I had to take care of today. That gives me anxiety thinking about it. Like keeping track of those different plants and their needs. No, thank you. I have an app that, that tells me what to do. <laughs> amazing if i didn't have that app i wouldn't have been able to get more than like two plants right because i would i would have been like i i i guess you're all gonna die like that (laughs) like it's your fate and it's okay and like you know it's okay it's because i'm your mom and i was able to keep two humans alive but more than two plants (laughs) no lol just kidding oh well Okay, we'll see you guys next week to continue this nonsense business talk. Yay! Bye, guys! Bye!